Hello, and welcome to Northwall Connect, a podcast series where we chat with amazing artists featured here at the Northwall Art Centre. Brought to you by your hosts, Kim and Amelia. Today we are speaking to Charlotte Orr about her exhibition Sunday Afternoon, which will open at the North Wall on the 7th of July. Charlotte is presenting a collection of drawing for the showcase of her work. The exhibition features observed, composed and imagined landscapes from the bracing Irish hills to the turquoise Cornish Sea. Charlotte's vibrant and intricate visual language is her response to the world around her and a visual diary of memories, experiences and stories from her mind's eye. The stillness of a Sunday afternoon is the perfect time for Charlotte to delve into her artwork and inner world. It's important to note that Charlotte would like to dedicate her exhibition to her father who died recently. Currently studying an MA in illustration at Falmouth University, the exhibition will also give an insight into some of her most recent projects inspired by her studies. Welcome Charlotte. Thank you. Hi Nikki. Thanks for the introduction. Can we start with the title of your exhibition, Sunday Afternoon? The title conjures up that one time in the week when people make time for themselves and I imagine that that's how you feel each time you immerse yourself in nature with a sketchbook. Yes, well um, that's exactly why I chose that as the title because Sunday afternoon is, um, is there's a calmness to a Sunday afternoon where um, it's the perfect time to produce artwork. Um, so sometimes it's at my desk and sometimes it's um, outside with a sketchbook somewhere on a walk or something like that. So yeah. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> I would love to ask you more about the range of works that are in your show. You are an illustrator by training. You completed your BA in 2013 and you're currently halfway through your MA. Much of your work is therefore illustrative, but then other works look extremely painterly. I know you make prints as well. Can you elaborate about the different media you use and why? Yeah, so um, basically I have sort of two sides to my work. So I have the illustration side, which is more commercial, which I use, which I, um, you know, take work with many clients on different briefs that are very specific. Mm -hmm. And then my personal work, which is more um, just, I can choose what I do and it's much more free. Um, So yeah, so usually for the um, illustration, if it's for a brief, then they'll specify exactly what they want. And often it's just very simple line drawings with Indian ink um, and uh, yeah, sometimes watercolour, it depends what they want. But um, And then with the personal work, it's much more varied. So I use um, these really nice brush pens that are basically kind of like watercolours but in a pen um, and they blend really nicely together. Um, so I use them a lot for my personal work. Um, as well as acrylic sometimes and yeah and then also um, I do a lot of printmaking as well because because of my job teaching which we'll talk about later um, there's a print studio that I have access to so I do lots of um, lino prints and um, mono printing and then a bit of dry point etching as well so uh, yeah I have a really wide wide variety of um, sort of styles Um, and use of media as well so sounds wonderful because often artists don't have that opportunity to have um, access to print facilities and it it pushes them in one direction and it's been wonderful obviously that you've had had that as well yeah the subjects of the works in the exhibition are landscapes both real and imagined can you tell us about some of those landscapes and also about the places you are drawing from memory as opposed to being there in person yeah, so um, a lot of the landscapes I've got are um, in 
from Northern Irish um, scenes. Um, this was one of the main reasons that I felt it was important to dedicate the exhibition to my dad because he was from Northern Ireland and we went there a lot for holidays um, growing up but also re very recently as well. So there's places like along the Northern Irish coast, like Cushendun's one place, um, Bangor and various other places. So, um, so yeah, I um, used photograph. I took the photos and then I came back and kind of turned them into artworks. But then some of them are some of them are from memory um, as well. So for my one of my MA projects was to draw a landscape totally from memory and they said you cannot look at Google images, at Google Maps, you have to just do it solely from how you remember it. So um, I chose a walk from, uh, this was in Falmouth, so from my where I used to live down to the beach and I just drew it from, um, from memory so there was like past a graveyard and then um, past a lake and then up the road and then there's the beach at the end. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, it was quite hard actually. And I was very tempted to cheat by looking on Google Maps, but um, I didn't yeah. until afterwards. <laughs> Did you go back with that work or have you been back to look at it in relation to the actual landscape? I haven't been back yet in person, but I did mm. look at Google Maps after the, on the st street view um, to see exactly what it looked like. And I had photographs that I kind of pieced together in a line. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, I think it's more the distance. I, it's a lot longer than I had in the drawing, but um, yeah, it's like, and the cliffs are much higher in my drawing than they are in the real thing. But um, <laughs> so it's kind of, everything is exaggerated in my memory. Um, yeah. I'd be very interested to know what time of day you chose as well, because I know from some of my memories of places, they're very much tied to a time of day. For example, a beach, I remember it at sunset. So I'd ah, I, that's a good question, actually. I just I imagined it to be um, in the mid middle of the afternoon, um, so you can get your ice cream on the beach after as well. Um, but... Yeah, actually a sunset would be very nice as well. <laughs> you you might have to do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How important is it that those places are accurately recorded on paper? Perhaps it's more about making sure that they express a feeling of a place and set down on paper your memory of that place in case you forget. Uh, well, I don't think it's, to me, it's not that important how accurate it is to, to real life. It's more, it's kind of a visual diary for me. So it's just the memory of my feeling in that place um, which I tried to get across I know some friends I used to because I lived in Berlin and I did a lot of drawings in Berlin and my friends would say it looks so much more disgusting than it is in your drawings because it's like I've cut out all of the graffiti and all of the mess and stuff it's just that feeling of joy that I had when I was actually there which is what I try to get and also using I think using brighter colours than what the what it would be in real life as well sort of um, makes them more vibrant to yeah definitely yeah you had a very happy time in Berlin but we'll come on to that yeah later yeah. <laughs> in the meantime you're doing your MA at Falmouth and that must take you in directions that aren't in line with your own practice but it sounds like your studies have informed the work that you've done for the show can you talk a bit about what you're learning at Falmouth and what it's taught you I'm doing my my MA in online, but it was online 
pre-COVID, it, um, it's how it's designed. So it fits in really well with um, my other work that I do. Yeah, but it's um, it's been really challenging, very intense, but I've really enjoyed actually having the limitations of a brief to follow. Um, so we've had some really cool briefs, like there was one where we had to create 26 different textures um, just using like mark making it could be in colour, it could be black and white, I chose just black and white and label them A to Z and then each week they would give us um, a word and we had to then, then they said oh you can only use letters B and X to produce this illustration this week um, so you had a limitation on what you could do and then the first week was the word was crocodile eggs which I thought was really cool, was really um, a nice idea. So, um, so yeah, but I had the limitation, which I actually felt really pushed me to um, produce work that I'm actually really pleased with the result of. Just because sometimes having so many options can actually be a bit overwhelming. So it's quite good to just really narrow it down. So you can, they'll be in the exhibition as well. Um, Great, that's yeah. what I was going to ask you, and I'd seen some images on your website, mm -hmm. I think, and I wanted to know whether you would explain that to people in the exhibition, because it is fascinating to be able to then look at the work, for example, the work you've done that's crocodile eggs, and think that you could only actually use two textures. I think in the exhibition I'll have a little um, explanation underneath, mm -hmm. and I think I'm also going to, I have the uh, original, just the 26 different marks, um, and I think it will be useful for people to s say I was only allowed to use letters B, C and whatever. Um, there's four different themes for those for, for this, so um, I'll tell you which letter corresponds with which image, so yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. And how has it worked with um, the, the teachers you've had at Falmouth and learning from them because online being different? Yeah, um, actually the teachers, the tutors are really good, they're all mm. practicing illustrators themselves, so they, they do some incredible work, but yeah, I think it's a bit different, it's a bit different working online in that I'm, I feel like I'm missing a connection with the other course mates actually, because, because it's supposed to be a flexible course, you're supposed to, you can drop in and out, you can watch things back at a later time, and often I'm at work during the day so I miss the live things but that means that you're missing that interaction with the other people as well. I think because of Covid we haven't been able to do the face-to-face meetups that they would usually do so you would usually have mixed and made friends with people by now but um, but yeah so I think that's the only downside for me at the moment but um, I hope that, that will change in the second year anyway so yeah. You're also a teacher of art and design at the City of Oxford College. Uh, tell us a little bit more about your role there, what you teach, and also how do you think teaching influences your practice? Yeah, yeah. so I teach students who are age 16 plus, um, and I mostly teach um, the practical skills, so printmaking, illustration, Photoshop, um, yeah, mostly the visual communication side of things, um, because we have we also teach fashion design and um, photography and things, but that's not really my specialism, so there's other teachers that do that. But, um, but yeah, so um, I find that it's really, actually, I take a lot of inspiration from my students. Um, 
especially with like I'll give them the basics for how to do a process and then I'll come back a, mi- a few minutes later and they've done something amazing that I hadn't even thought of doing um, so yeah like I've definitely stolen ideas from them in the past um, um, yeah so I went into work the other day and one of the students had um, screen printed these um, really gorgeous patterns but they were so free um, in the way that they were um, painted that I'd yeah I hadn't really thought of using the technique that she'd used but um, then after she'd gone I was like okay I'm gonna have a go at this and tried it myself um, so yeah but mine I don't think mine actually had the same kind of freedom and um, character that hers had so I'm jealous but <laughs> sounds like she's going to be great yeah and and that sounds like one way in which of course it has influenced your practice yeah very directly from the work of a student uh, and I wonder just also in the way that you teach whether that's or what you teach whether that's steered you in one direction or another well actually interestingly some of the projects that we teach at, at the college have been sort of in line with some of the um, projects we're working on in our MA for example we've just completed a map project but we teach a mapping project at the college so I knew quite a lot of artists to look at, like Grayson Perry, and he does this um, this really nice circular map. Um, and uh, yeah, like um, I also was inspired by a student who'd mapped out his own house. So, but looking like sort of like a bird's eye view. Um, and actually, I was like, oh, I could do this for my own project, but I didn't end up using it. But it was um, it's definitely interesting to see how. Um, yeah, how you can take inspiration from from others, even though, you know, I'm the teacher, but it doesn't really matter. It's a two-way street. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned this map project, and that's one of the projects that is going to be shown in the exhibition. Yeah. Do you want, so do you want to tell us a little bit about what to expect when we come? Yeah, so um, actually this map project is one of my most recent pieces, um, and I decided to do, um, it's quite a big, long map, of Oxford city centre and it's um, showing a sort of a greener Oxford. So I was researching on the Oxford City Council website what the plans are for um, you know carbon neutral um, and trying to create a better and more environmentally friendly city centre. Um, I was also involved with, um, this was in 2019, I was involved with um, designing um, the kind of wraparounds for recycling bins um, so I featured them in the map as well, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I've kind of added lots of much more green to the city, uh, sort of urban urban um, gardens and things like that. I mean, it's some of it's realistic, some of it's probably not possible. But um, I thought I would just mix it up a bit. And then I heard that actually this, the council are uh, pedestrianising and putting in loads of seating into onto Broad Street and loads of green areas apparently for the summer. So um, I thought, oh, that's actually in line with what I did on the map, so yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you need to have another exhibition. It yeah. does. An outdoor exhibition yeah. in the city centre yeah. uh, with all your ideas and see how they match up with Which what the really city's cool. going to do. Yeah. Well, what a wonderful idea. <laughs> and actually, um, a few year, uh, back in 2015, um, I did a mural at the Oxford Castle and it was um, a really long like 40 meter mural painted by hand which took forever um but um i was imagining those kind of public art but all over the city 
not by not necessarily by me, but um, just by artists, because I did research into how that affects your um, people's well-being and feeling when they're walking around the city centre, and um, it, apparently it does have a big impact on how people feel. So um, it lifts their mood and stuff like that. So. You're a very busy person, but if you had nothing to do, what I'd suggest, and I've seen in, in the city centre, is there's so many empty shop fronts, and they have started, there's one in George Street, they have started to co cover them up with the work of illustrators, uh, one particularly opposite the new theatre, and I just have this wonderful vision in my mind of you going and painting and illustrating the rest, which would be a wonderful project. That would be amazing, yeah. Yeah, um, I've seen the one, it's, it's the one with the big heart opposite, yeah. There, there's a few actually, and there's a few also in East Oxford that I've been um, keeping an eye on, because that's where I live. So um, up along there, there's quite a few that change quite often, um, that have some really nice um, uh, murals on at the murals painted at the moment. So. And as you say, I think it does affect how people feel when they walk through and Oxford has had its challenges in terms of the city centre and retail and it's just really rather depressing to see lots of empty shop fronts and how wonderful would, would that be if there was yeah. more of that kind of work. Definitely. Moving on from talking about Oxford, um, I'm quite intrigued by the time you spent living in Berlin. After you did your BA, um, you then, uh, and before your MA, you, you spent five years there. Can you tell us a little bit about your time there and the work you did while you were there? Yeah, so um, so I lived in Berlin, um, yeah, since, I can't remember, 2014, 15, because um, I studied German for A-level, and then um, I was doing work experience at a kindergarten. Um, I have family friends that live over there, and then I loved it so much that I just decided I wanted to go and stay, stay there for a while. And it ended up being a really long time. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was teaching English um, to primary school, in primary schools. And then I was also um, doing my own freelance work on the side. And I had this amazing studio in, um, in one, an ex-Stasi building, which was opposite Stasi Prison, which is now a museum. But in the studio space that I had, they, that's where they used to make all of the spy equipment um for <laughs> for spying on people and stuff so it was it's um really interesting history but like when you're looking out you're painting in your studio and you're looking out and people are having tours of the prison opposite um and it was just really a straight like unique space um but i'd decided because because all of my work was so small i really really wanted to do something a lot bigger um because i had the space so the lead image for this exhibition, and this is the oldest piece that's going to be in the exhibition, so it's, I think it's 2017 that I created it, um, was created and was made in this um, studio that I had there. So um, yeah, but it was, it's quite botanical, it's got, it's a forest scene basically, but I've really got a lot of detail in it that you don't necessarily see when you first um, look at the image. Um, I was exploring quite a lot of different marks and um, yeah I used acrylic and pen and ink and there were a few spills but I was quite happy with the spills and I made made the most out of them along the way but it took months and months and months because it was so detailed but that's um, 
That's how interesting. How interesting that you, you've just explained this vast studio space and the outlook you had onto the prison and the people coming to see the prison and also the what that meant and the, the history and the context of that. And yet here you were painting this beautiful botanical scene. And again, we've talked about you being very happy in Berlin, but it feels like you were you were somewhere else in your mind and, and back in nature, which obviously is what the show is all about. Yeah, I, I really was. Um, I think Berlin has a lot of green spaces as well. And I think I'd recently been to the Botanische Garten in Berlin as well and t taken lots of inspiration uh, from there. But um, but yeah, most of it is most of that image was is completely from my head. I didn't have any references really, um, apart from a few plants here and there. But yeah, how wonderful! I look forward to seeing that. <laughs> There are other projects uh, that we will see in the exhibition and could you tell us a little bit more about them? I know you might show some of your sketchbooks. Um, just just give us, as we close close the, the interview today, a little glimpse into what else we'll see. And then of course we want people to, to actually see it for themselves. Yeah, so I'm going to um, display some of my sketchbooks. Um, for the part, for the last um, module of my MA, the previous module, um, we were set the challenge of drawing every day so it was from January to April um, and we would try we had to draw every day although a few days I missed out and then did two in one day but it's okay <laughs> I think um, so they're going to be on show there's a lot of just um, scenes of Oxford but also just my desk and sitting at my desk um, the view from my bedroom window things like that um, so Yes, I also got really into life drawing um, online um, during lockdown, which was really good actually. I actually got some right here. You can't, you can't they can't see this, but <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so I felt like it really freed up my because I wasn't conscious of anyone else watching me because I was just at home on my own. But I actually felt so much better because often if I've gone to a life drawing class in real life. Um, I've been really conscious of being quite out of practice and um, other people being there. So um, I got really into it and really enjoyed doing that. So yes, and then the um, the other, there are a few other things like um, the Illuminated Eye, which was another project I did for my MA, which was supposed to be about me and um, inspired by the um, Book of Kells in Dublin which is, um, it's got like really a lot of intricate patterns and um, repeat patterns and like archways and things like that. So I've tried to kind of incorporate that into my, I try to incorporate things I like and places that I like into a design about me, basically. It's hard, I mean, you've done so much work. Um, I know that your dad was part of uh, choosing works for the exhibition and um, is part of the reason why you'd like to dedicate to this to him yes well i mean he hoped he could be here for the exhibition himself but sadly he, he can't but um he was actually i gave him a show at home um not that long ago and he was giving me some pointers and saying oh don't use this put this in i mean he's not an art critic or anything but he um he's been really helpful and he's also been a really huge support to me um throughout everything so yeah how oh, wonderful. We're really looking forward to it, Charlotte. Thank you so much for being with us today. And for those who are listening, Charlotte's show will be on At the North Wall from the 7th to the 24th of July 
please make sure you come and visit. Thank you. Thanks for having me. don't forget to subscribe for more info on all of our upcoming live and digital events head to our website www.thenorthwall.com you can also follow at the north wall on all social media platforms stay connected and until next time